Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. That's right, HashtagBasketball.com. Go check them out. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? It was a great day. There are teams on the horizon still. Not many, though. Not that many. I feel like we're getting close to the end. Um, and I am excited. Basketball is here, right? Uh, every team has opened training camp. That is a positive. We've seen a, a fake preseason game. There will be more in the no, next few days. Re- that was a real preseason game, Tyler. Come on. No, it is not, Michael. If there are not two NBA teams facing off, it is a fake preseason game. You're telling me that if you're taking one-footed three-pointers that it's not a real preseason game? Oh, he might actually do that during the season. So, um, <laughs> but, I love it. Actually, so, a lot of people are like, what is, why is he wasting his time doing all this? And it's like, you don't think this guy's like working on a whole bunch of other stuff? Dude, he's like an MVP caliber player. He could if he wants to work on some crazy ass shot, let him. Who gives a shit? He's, he knows what he's doing. Uh, yeah, and I mean, we've seen a lot of the best players in history make up a shot, right? And works out for them. I mean, Dirk's one legged fadeaway is on the court this season. You can literally see the silhouette of it on the court. So, um, if his That's thing awesome. is the the one legged three pointer, then you know, if they can make that his shot. Props I mean, that's, that step back's already a shot. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a great season. I'm very excited. Basketball is here. So let us continue with our 30 games in over 30 days with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, they ended up trading Lonzo Ball, as you remember, along with uh, Josh Hart and Brandon Ingram to the Pelicans. Uh, Lance Stevens, Lance Stevenson, sadly, uh, left the team. I, I was very sad about that. He, he's in China now, man. He's supplying his balling trade in China, I believe. If you're in a league where you can get stats for international game play, uh, NBA former NBA, NBA players playing in international leagues, Lance Stevenson might be a first-round draft pick. They do play at a crazy high pace in China, and we saw a an aged Stefan Marbury go over there and drop like 40 a night. So wouldn't surprise me if Lance Stevenson did the same. Oh, I, I, I love Lance Stevenson. I hope I wish him the best. Um, Tyson Chandler, Mike Muscala, they're all gone. Everybody's gone. But as you know, they added the one, the only Avery Bradley from the Memphis Grizzlies. They also added, that's right. Quinn cook. Quinn Cook is on the team now. Troy, Troy Daniels, Troy, Troy Daniels, Jared Dudley, Jared Dudley, and then the the real cream of the crop here, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's on this team as well. So a very good offseason for the Lakers, Tyler. Oh, and uh, DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis and Danny Green. And uh, so DeMarcus Cousins not going to play, right, uh, at all? Let's get it right Towards ACL, Sadly. so that's 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 out. And I, I was actually very interested in Cousins. I thought Cousins 
Um, I don't know about in real life basketball, but in fantasy, he looked very good last year. And in the sense that he produced a lot of stats and the stats were down somewhat because he was only playing like 25 minutes a game, but you were looking at it going, Oh, if he gets 30 minutes again, you know, he's going to be really, really interesting for fantasy and kind of a, you know, second round pick. And I don't know that he was going to go there. So yeah. there was some potential value on that, but I mean, that's over. And now we might have to pour one out for DeMarcus Cousins. I don't know that, you know, after an Achilles and then an ACL, do you ever come back and play a, a massive role on a team again? I'm I'm not sure that's that's gonna happen. It's um it really is tragic that dude was while um he might have had his uh personality issues or maybe even not personality issues, the dude could ball and he was an incredibly unique player. And I, I am pouring one out for Demarcus Cousins. He was gonna be a sleeper, I think even in this year's draft, I think he was going to be overlooked by a lot. And um, yeah, I don't think we're ever, he was, you know, he was just a great fantasy player. He's a great NBA player. And I'm really sad to see DeMarcus um, not healthy. I don't want anybody to be injured at all. Um, and, you know, Kyle Kuzma is going to be injured going into this season as well. But I think that's, that's not as, um, Obviously not as serious, but also I, I'm not too worried about that. So Tyler, as I always ask, what is the most interesting thing going into this season for the Los Angeles Lakers? Um, is it the amount of players who you've potentially never heard of on their their training camp roster? Because that always makes me laugh. It's, um, I th- yes, I think that's part of it. <laughs> also, the real question here is, what the f- is going on on this team? They, I mean, their starting five is questionable. Their second team is more than questionable. I, I, Only, mean, I feel like they're starting when, when you have those two guys, right? You have two of literally the top five players in the NBA, maybe, maybe top 10, right? I feel like your starting five can never be that bad in that sense. I, and, and I, I like, I, I like Danny Green, right? Danny, Danny Green's good. Sure. Sure. But in fantasy, though, like the minutes are going to matter, and if it's going to be a really weird rotation with Avery Bradley and Caldwell Pope and Rajon Rondo and Quinn Cook and Troy Daniels and Jared Dudley, then like really no one's going to have value here. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm okay with saying that, and I don't know that I love any of those guys, but I feel good about Danny Green being a pretty surefire back end the top 100 player. Well, yeah, and we'll we'll talk about Danny Green. Let's let's start at the top. Let's get him out of the way. Anthony Davis, um, take him number one overall. Take him number two overall. Take him number three overall. Whatever. I I get some push. I get some pushback from other people going, "Well, well, he's playing with LeBron now." Like, I don't care. It doesn't make any difference to me. He's gonna do Anthony Davis things. Um, Anthony Davis just too good. Plus, this team not they don't have enough players to like. They have LeBron, sure, but. If him and LeBron both score like 28 a game, that's only, you know, 53 points, right? 56 points, I'm sorry. So that's going to score like 110 a game at least. Uh, 56, that's that's nothing, especially considering what's what else is left on this team. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a positive. He's going to be getting uh, lobs from one of the most creative and best vision players to ever play the game. Um, he's going to not have to carry the team, which I think he's going to actually, he, I think he is going to carry the team many nights while LeBron 
um, high age, 34, 35 year old LeBron um, takes some well, eh, well deserved. Well, I don't know about well deserved rest. It's not like he's always playing 82 games or anything like that. But um, while LeBron takes rest to, to wait for the playoffs, as he always does, because he doesn't play all the entire season. But those are all positive things. Like, he, there's, if anything, he's going to do pretty close to what he did last year with like an, uh, one less shot. One less shot, two less shots, maybe, maybe. Anthony Davis is one of the few players that can finish number one overall in fantasy, so I don't hesitate, hesitate to take him in the top three. LeBron, on the other hand, um, really not someone we um, usually recommend taking in the first round, Tyler. And I think that's ch- changed this season for me. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested in LeBron and maybe a little more interested than I have been because I think LeBron is finally going at the spot he should be, which is kind of in that turn area, that 10, 11, 12 range. You know, he's finally actually slipping there in a lot of leagues. And say what you want about LeBron. I mean, the free throws have been bad the last, well, you know, for a long time now, about the last five years, six years. They haven't been great, but... You know, you're getting eight and a half rebounds. You're getting eight and a half assists. You're getting 1.3, 1.4 steals. You're getting 27 points. You're getting 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7 blocks. You're getting on 50% from the field, and you're getting two three-pointers. So that's a that's a beastly stat line, a beefy stat line. And, yeah, I'm not super worried about LeBron. And, you know, we talk about a lot of these guys having, you know, health and, and injury issues. And I feel like LeBron's going to play, like, 72, 70, at least 70 games this year. I feel like this team, they can't afford to rest him too much. It's not like there's enough talent around Anthony Davis, I think, to win a lot of games, especially in this Western Conference that we've talked about a lot is very deep and very, I mean, like every team is a pretty good team. So they're going to rest LeBron a little bit, but I don't think they have the luxury of resting him a ton, ton. No, I I don't think they they will, and it always happens that way. We've been talking about LeBron. um basically just they're fading into the sunset or sitting out for majority of the weeks or playing limited minutes and the dude's averaging like 37 minutes a game for the last like 10 years um last season 35 minutes a game still putting up 27 8 and 8 um don't see why that doesn't stay the same don't see why he doesn't play, you know, kind of what the nor- the new normal is, which is like low 70s, like 74 games maybe. Um, everything's good. If you're in a roto league, I could see him dropping to the second round simply because of his free throw percentage. But other than that, the dude is an utterly unique player, and I like taking him on the turn this year. I like the um, rest he's gotten since he was injured and he set out. He didn't play in the playoffs, didn't play over the summer. Um, and I also like the fact that he's playing with – Anthony freaking Davis. So, you know, is that assist number going to go up? I think so. It was eight last year. Is It could be closer to nine. could be even closer to ten. Kind of whatever LeBron feels like doing, he could do it. So um, if he goes for the triple-double season, if he goes for his last MVP run, um, I just I just like LeBron doing a last hurrah, or maybe not a last hurrah, but like a hurrah after being well-rested over the offseason. So taking him in the, the end of that first round, Usually I say no, but totally fine with it this year. Me too. Uh, I, I feel like there's something something good's coming from LeBron. Yeah. Um, 
it feels like a good season for LeBron. Uh, but don't be that guy who takes him fifth overall. Don't be that guy who takes him the top seven, top eight. Come on. Don't be, don't be that guy in your league. Um, all right, Tyler. This is where things kind of fall apart. Um, you mentioned Danny Green. And I really like Danny Green. I, I really, really like Danny Green. Danny Green is a standardly valued player. Danny Green is going to have to play on this team last season. He played 27 minutes a game for Toronto and ended up being the 85th player in nine cat league. So huge bump from uh, turning the ball over less than one time a game. Um, just kind of a, a, a does everything, a, does a little bit of everything, nothing great type of player, except for, you know, his threes are good. And that's a really good player to get in that 100 plus range when he's going to finish in the top 100 on um, on averages, I would assume. Um, and probably going to play more than 27 minutes a game because he's probably going to be a crunch time player on this team. And I don't, like, who the hell else is playing on this team? Best shooter on the team. And this is a team that does not have a ton of shooting. So, yeah, I think that Danny Green's going to have to play a little bit more and do a little bit more. And obviously, you know, two of the best players on the planet should get plenty of open shots. So, yeah, I could see Danny Green, you know, keeping that three-point number up to like two and a half like it was last year, scoring a little bit more um, than he has in, in some of those years in San Antonio. And, yeah, just doing Danny Green things, right, the steal and the block um, from a guard is is always huge. So, I'm a big fan of Danny Green, and I've been getting Danny Green in some of my leagues. I just think, you know, most people don't value what he does properly. No one really does. He'll be overlooked in a ton of leagues. And uh, he's a he's a he's not a one 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 guy. He's a two one one guy, and that's really uh, a lot lot better than some of those one 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 guys that are out there in the second half of your draft. Tyler, I cannot believe you would say there's no other three point shooters on this team because Rajon Rondo. Averaged thirty six percent from three last year, and that's that's league average, or that's that's average. I don't know if that's league average, but that's a the average you need to be worth shooting a three. Actually, so that was just above league average. So that league average has hovered from thirty two or thirty five point two percent to thirty five point seven percent, like each of the last three years. Um, so that's really, that's, if you're that's shooting, really fascinating because we're shooting more threes, people are hitting more threes. But also all these players who shouldn't be shooting threes are shooting more threes too. So it's very interesting that the percentage of the league average has stayed the same. League average has held pretty steady. So, And we've seen Rondo actually you know, have three out of his last four years. He's been above the league average. Oh, so that's pretty nuts. I do remember that season in Chicago where suddenly he was hitting threes. And that was very strange. But uh, since we're talking about Rondo... Rondo last season for the Lakers when Lonzo Ball was in town, even um, 30 minutes per game, eight assists per game. And that to me means you're worth rostering in a head to head league, a 12 team league. Don't you think? Eight, eight assists and over a steal a game? Yeah, so the question is, does he get the 29 minutes again, right? So, like, uh, our friend Mike Roberts has him projected for 23 minutes, and that pushes his assist number down to 6, and it pushes his ranking to 195. The problem with Rondo is, and there's no other category where you're even going, oh, well, that's, 
you know, that's elite, right? And then there's a couple categories we're going, okay, the five rebounds, good, but probably not going to happen this year with Anthony Davis in town. And then, you know, 1.2 steals is good, but it's not elite. So he's got one elite category and then not a lot else. He's uh, negative in points. He's negative in threes and he's negative in your percentages. He doesn't he's really negative mean, in blocks. I mean, 0.2, yeah, in yeah nothing. Yeah. So, so um, head he's, head a, he's head more head. of a streaming guy. He's more, he's more of a streaming guy for me this year, even in head to head, I think, because, because we don't know if he's going to play that 29 minutes game. Like I could see his minutes dropping to like you know, 24, 25. And then at that point, he's probably, probably not worth it. Yeah. Uh, I'd say he's a head to head player for sure. Uh, but I think I, I would take him late in, in, in either bigger leagues or in even 12 team leagues in a head to head situation because listen, eight, eight assists or eight assists. And if Rondo's not going to get the minutes, you can just drop him. But he's a he's a guy you can roster at the very, very end of your draft that is going to be worth some value to someone, including perhaps yourself, in in one category that is it's incredibly hard to find anybody who uh, who could even get eight assists in this league anymore. So um, I think just the game is. If he if he actually qualified for the rate stat, right, it would be like probably what fifth, sixth, seventh in the league, and, and that that could even be higher this year because is yeah. Russell Westbrook going to get more than eight assists? I think maybe so. maybe not. You know, that's true. Um, so yeah, Rondo not in Roto League, but in a head to head league, I I I could be not just swayed, but I think it's it's a very savvy move at the end of your draft. Um, all right, I think this is the most interesting player on the team because I don't know what to make of him. There's a lot of hype around him, and even though there's a lot of hype around him, I feel like his ceiling isn't worth uh, my time. That's about Kyle Kuzma, who is supposed to be kind of this um, breakout player. He had a he played 33 minutes last season. He was scoring 18 points, five rebounds, half a steal, half a block almost two threes. Um, he is currently being drafted run. on Yahoo at 94. Run. Just run. run. Just run as fast as you can. Um, so here's, here's what I know. And here's what I think I know. Okay, so there's kind of two parts of this. Kuzma is good in one category and sort of two I mean, like 45 percent from a power forward if that's what spot you're playing him at it's not that good 45 percent from a small forward is okay now if you could like you know you're playing some weirdy kind of thing where he somehow is a guard like that wouldn't be terrible right but the threes are okay like he might get you two a game and 18 points are good like you can't you can't knock 18 points but what other category is he producing that you're like yeah that's good yeah. It's it's uh it's fool's gold right here. It's like um, it's like a uh, Andrew Wiggins esque where it's like oh some rebounds and some points awesome. Oh wait, he's definitely better than Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is absolute trash. Everyone, Wiggins is the worst uh, stats guy of all time. But at ninety four, is that good value, or is that the rate his his value? But that's his ceiling also. <laughs> um, is it good value? No, it's not good value. I wouldn't even really want to pick him in the top 100 just because he's a one-category guy, and, and I don't love that. And 
now we're talking about a team with two elite scorers on it. So does he play 33 minutes? Maybe, maybe not. And does he get that many shots? Probably not. Unless he's going to be like the sixth man just chucking like Lou Williams style, which that's not really his game either. Like he's not a big ball handler. He's more of a, you know, get, get put in a spot and shoot. Uh, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on Kuzma. Here's the thing I think I know. Um, it is a stress reaction. They say in his foot, we've seen a lot of these stress reactions in the lower leg in the last, you know, five, 10 years. Bradley Beal was kind of the, the first one I remember, right? We've seen Drew Holiday have it. We've seen, uh, Seth Curry missed a whole season with the Maver- with the Mavericks, um, before he went to Portland. So two seasons ago. And remember, he, we, they, everyone kept saying, oh, he's got a stress reaction, but it should calm down eventually. It should calm down eventually. And then it never did, and he had surgery at the end of the season. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. actually just had this surgery at the end of last year. He missed the last 11 games. He talked a lot about at media day how basically he had had it the whole season, and it really affected his shooting a lot um, because there was just so much pain in his leg, and he tried to be tough and play through it, and he made it all the way till there was 11 games left, and then he – got shut down and then decided to have the surgery himself. Um, I'm pretty afraid of this injury. Even if he plays, I think it's going to affect him. And it's not one of those things that often goes away. Right. So like it takes a long time to sit out for it to calm down. So either he's going to sit out a really long period of time, which is not good for fantasy, or he's going to sit out a little bit and then try to play. And then it's going to keep hampering him, bothering him, affecting his shot. Um, and obviously maybe then leads to surgery. So yeah, I, I'd run, I would not draft Kyle Kuzma probably unless it's after pick 100. Then, I mean, obviously you're just kind of taking shots, um, in 10 and 12 team leagues in a, in a deeper league. I don't want him. I like, I, cause he's going to go too high. And at that point I don't want him because I don't want him to be like my fifth or sixth best player to begin with. Right. And then secondarily, if he misses, you know, half the season, which I'm worried about, I, I can't I can't have that in a deeper league and win the league really like my fifth my fifth or sixth round pick can't miss half the the season, so uh, in a deeper league I'm, I would run completely in a standard league I'd want to definitely wait till after pick one hundred. Um, I would even go further. He, I'd go pick one twenty. Um, I just think like sure the points are there, so like you could talk yourself into it in the right type of uh, situation with your roster. But as you're saying, his ceiling is he was per game one thirty four last year. Chances are he's either going to be similar or take less shots. And the the uh, one and then, the one steal and block yeah. combined is really half a steal. What drives it home for yeah. me? Like, right? Like you gotta you gotta in, do something there. We'll throw in what you're exactly what you're saying on top of if he was if he was healthy, not a high ceiling, a secondary plateau guy with no high with no ceiling to get out of that secondary plateau, and then now you throw in this stress uh, injury that could continue to bubble up. I think you're 100% right that this is a stay away. So let's move on to the centers. The greatest, one of the greatest. This is, centers this is probably time. the most interesting thing, right? For me, at least. Yeah. Like, because there's a a potential that not just one of these two guys, but both of these guys at the same time can be relatively fantasy relevant. Like, we've seen both of these players in, I mean, like Dwight Howard last year, 25.6 minutes. Now, I only played nine games. I understand that. So it's a very small sample size, but 9.2 rebounds and 12.8 points. Like, that's pretty good. 
And JaVale McGee, we've seen for his entire career, right? Like even in, you know, 20 minutes, 22 minutes, 22 minutes last year, seven and a half rebounds, two blocks, 12 points. So, and so with DeMarcus Cousins out, right? JaVale McGee's probably going to be at, at, at worst, at the, at the worst, 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 at the worst. His role is going to be a lot similar to last year's where per game he finished 51st overall in 22 minutes. And that's because of his big two blocks a game numbers, the very, very good field goal percentage, and just, you know, not being a complete dud in rebounds and points. So the over uh, half a steal also doesn't really doesn't hurt because he's being drafted on in Yahoo leagues at 108. And in fact, I've seen him go undrafted. He's going after oh, no. Andrew that's, that's, Wiggins. He's going after it. Andrew Wiggins. And get this, Tyler. He's going after DeMarcus Cousins. And that's just a huge mistake, right? I think he's he's probably a top 75 player again, which is crazy. Because like even in 20, 20 minutes, he's probably a top pretty close to a top 75 player. Um so yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of JaVel McGee. I've been grabbing JaVel McGee in the eighties and nineties a little bit. Um I can even wait to pick a hundred sometimes. I'm a big fan of getting JaVel. I don't really care that Dwight Howard is on the team because I don't think JaVel needs that many minutes. And let's face it, I mean, sure Dwight Howard has played some, but I mean in the last five years he's got two seasons where he played forty one and nine games. Um they've already basically told him like you're on thin ice to begin with. Right, that you basically have to change and become a role player on this team. Like, if you start whining and complaining, you're not getting the ball. We're just going to get rid of you. So, I don't know how long that experiment's even going to last. Right, and let's say <laughs> Dwight Howard. Let's let's do some min- minutes per game. Dwight Howard, best case scenario, minutes per game. Uh, best likely case scenario, 27, 20, 26. Because eighty could be I could see 20 – but see, and here's the reason why they got Cousins and then they got Howard was Anthony Davis is telling them basically during the regular season he doesn't want to play center. Sure, great. Okay, and I get it and I don't. I mean, like, if he really thinks it's, like, hampering him in some way, I, I guess, but that's well, kind of I like – I think it's wearing him, wearing him out, right? Yeah, so that's fine. Whatever. Um, I could see a scenario where they split it, JaVale 20 and, and Howard 28, I guess. That would probably be my my max, right? If you're telling me, like, maximum the way Howard would play would probably be 28 minutes a game. Then they let us let Davis play the four, which is fine. Especially if Kuzma's out. Like, they don't, they don't have a – so, I mean, they don't have a ton of power forwards. So, if Kuzma's out – I mean, who else are they going to really play as a power forward? They could play LeBron there, but they don't want to play small. Like, so okay, really so if if that's the best case scenario, Tyler, is he standardly even standardly relevant at like twenty eight minutes per game? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, and no. I mean, like he he is in the sense that I mean, he's another guy who's going to get you good field goal percentage and get you. I mean, twenty eight minutes, he's going to get you like ten boards, right? At least that's what. That's what history tells us. Um, the question is, are the blocks going to come back? He played nine games last year, so we could probably throw that out. In 28 minutes, I mean, he averages like a block and a half a game pretty close for his career. So um, so in a head-to-head league, maybe. In a road league, absolutely not. Um, and I just think I'm not interested in Dwight Howard this year. I'm not going to get hyped up for him. I think he is 
a prime member, especially if you have a Lakers fan in your league for the get dat money off the board. Dwight Howard, write him down. Put him on the put him on the board. Uh, okay, so wh- where is he being drafted? I guess is my my first question. Because obviously he's a name, right? Like people people know Dwight Howard. If he if I could get Dwight Howard with my last pick, now he's not my favorite last uh, pick. Not but, interested. Oh uh, come on! There's definitely some potential there, Mike. Um, no, not not interested. Dwight Howard's going around the one thirty mark. Um, so is so are people like Zach Collins, Dario Saric. Joe Harris. So yeah, don't I, I cannot be convinced that Dwight Howard is worth picking in a standard league draft. It's not. He's just not. Um, okay, agree to disagree on that one. I mean, I don't think he's I don't want to pick him. But with my last pick, like if if it's a really savvy league and everyone's taken, you know, a lot of the players I feel like have some good upside, I feel like Dwight Howard is the player with some upside, right? So at some point, maybe in the last, like in the 150s, right in a 12-team league, I'm going like, yeah, the White Howards could be. And I mean, I obviously would have to need rebounds. I'd have to need rebounds. Yeah, it would, ha- it would have to fit your team. And even then, I'm I'm uh, not interested. Just I'm still staying away from Dwight Howard. Screw that guy. Um, I would. I mean, if Jamel McGee's hanging out in the back part of my draft, I'm, I'd just rather get him a couple rounds earlier, and then a fact move on, about move that. On with I my mean, life. yeah. Value the value is much much better there. Uh, Tyler, is anybody else on the Lakers that you want to talk about? Uh, no, but I will say this right. Like, uh, watch the space because we could see you know somebody like uh, bubbling up, just hitting some threes and playing some stout defense. I don't know that they have that guy. I think they're gonna try Avery Bradley in that role. We kind of know what Avery Bradley is, and it's not great for fantasy. Um, at least it wasn't last year. It has been okay in the past, um, not great. So, um, obviously, we'd want someone with 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 some more steals. Like if Avery Bradley could get back up to that like one and a half steals, like if he just kind of locks in on defense and becomes like a, a three and D guy, um, there's a potential that he could kind of work his way into some back end twelve team league value. Yeah, I think the the talent is like. Maybe dormant. I know he's been battling injuries for the last two seasons. So um, actually really three seasons. But um, perhaps if they're desperate for someone to play that role and he just becomes a defensive stopper, perhaps. Like, Yeah, th- I-, I could see him bubbling up into a waiver wire player, but everybody else on this team, get the get the hell out of here. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see any path. And um, so obviously I'll ask my question, right? Playoff team. And then I want to ask this one with a... I want to ask this one with a caveat too. So yeah, you're going playoff team. Of course. So here's my caveat question. I'd like to ask you get exactly 52 games from LeBron. I don't know why I picked that number. I just did. Um, And you get exactly 70 games from Anthony Davis. Are they a playoff team? These guys are too good. I'm going to have to say yes, too. But I think there's definitely a scenario where one of them misses a good chunk of the season and they're 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 struggling to get in. This The West is deep I think enough that's, to... If, in, in that particular scenario, that's 50. That's 50 wins, and I think 50 wins in the West probably gets you, sneaks you into the playoffs. 
So I am very interested in the health of, of this team. And that's kind of where I, uh, my point that I was going with this, like they, if Kuzma's already going to miss some time, they are not a super deep team. So they get an injury to LeBron or Anthony Davis that sets them out at some point, especially early in the season, they could be fighting behind the eight ball for, for a lot of the way. And I think this could be a team in flux. There could be uh, people added to this team, people leaving this team. You know how LeBron likes to G him, GM his way into a corner um, and then uh, GM his way out of that corner. And I'm pretty sure we'll probably see quite a bit of that during the season. So definitely a team to watch, especially with the injury potentials and LeBron as the GM. I think that's it for the Lakers, Tyler. Where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. Me at Watch the Boxes, guys. If you uh, like this show, please rate and review us or support us on Patreon dot com slash watching the boxes listener leagues are open so if you want to join that listener league go ahead go to patreon.com and sign up and we're looking forward to the next team we'll see you then